Greetings, everyone. Welcome to Ujima Spirit Podcast. I am your host, Tika Taylor. Today's topic is family estrangement. Now, this term may sound very strange to a lot of people because they probably haven't heard of it. But we're going to go ahead on and give information about family estrangement so people can understand this phenomenon. Now, family estrangement is when a family member voluntarily and intentionally make a decision to separate from other relatives, especially parents, adult children, siblings, and other relatives. They choose not to continue a relationship within the family. This is not an accident, mistake, or something that just happens by itself. It is a conscious and deliberate act. Family estrangement is becoming a serious problem along with domestic violence, dysfunctional relationship, and toxic home environment. 27% of Americans are estranged from a member or their family. 40% of Americans have experienced estrangement at some point. The most common type of estrangement is between parents and adult children. Now, estrangement negatively impacts the family unit. The separation of one family member may have a domino effect on everyone else in the family. There will be some level of confusion, division, sadness, and disturbance. It can destabilize the family unit to weaken the foundation and create conflicts and dysfunctional behavior. Now, estrangement can become an intergenerational problem if not resolved. An entire family branch will be cut off from each other. Now, it's normal for family dynamics to change. It's okay for family members to change their mindset, perspective, values, and lifestyles. Now, these changes can be due to external or internal factors. Now, obviously, if the family is changing, the family relationships are also going to change. Now, some people can cope with these changes in a healthy way, while others only can deal with it by adapting negative coping skills. Now, some of the negative coping skills that they pick up on in order for them to cope with these changes can cause more problems. Now, the negative coping skills could be that they argue a lot. They always have some type of tension or conflict between family members because they don't know how to communicate effectively. They may have family disruptions. People are constantly having problems and they don't know how to resolve these issues. So they're always instigating something in the family. They're always starting something. Somebody's always popping off. Somebody's always being aggressive, abusive, mean, cruel, or just dismissive. Now this creates a lot of strain in the family relationships. So if we see these things happening within the family, we can definitely understand why some people just want to get away from their families. Now, some people don't see a way out. Estrangement can be the only option. So they think. Now, fortunately, estrangement can be a temporary thing. It doesn't have to be permanent. Now, it all depends on the individuals involved and why the estrangement happened in the first place.
Now, some people, the main reason why they really want to get away from their family, even if it's temporarily, is because they want to be able to grow. They, be, they want to be able to have their own space mentally, and they can't seem to find that space within the family. Sometimes they want their own physical space, and they can't seem to find that within the family. So it becomes easier for them to get up and run, get up and go. And the reason why they get up and go is because they want to be able to be their own person. Now, we're going to go into details, some of the reasons why people run away from their families, why people divorce family members, why people separate from family members. We're going to go and find out more details. But one of the main reasons because of the changes that happen within the family and people don't know how to deal with those changes. They don't know how to accept each other. They don't know how to work together. They don't know how to communicate with each other and they don't know how to resolve their inner conflicts. And if this is happening, some family members decide that, listen, I'm going to walk away. I'm going to run. I can't deal with this. And they leave. Right now, a lot of times people just want to find their way. That's why they leave. They want to find their way. They want to be able to think for themselves. They want to be able to grow. They want to be able to self-reflect, self-assess. They just need personal space and time to find their self-worth, build their self-esteem, work on healing their trauma. Now, even though people sometimes can't articulate these reasons, you know, you ask them, why are you leaving your family? Why are you separating from your family? You know, they'll give you other reasons that we're going to discuss. But one of the primary reasons is because people want to be able to live their own lives. People want to be able to find their own way. People want to be able to have their own identity. And for them to do so, sometimes they live in a family environment that is so harsh, that's so difficult, that's so restricted, that's so rigid that they can't find a way to get to know themselves. They can't find a way to, to be free, to live life on their own terms. They can't find a way to do that. So they decide that, hey, they're going to get away. Now, some people can do that in a way where it doesn't look like they're separating from the family because some people do that by going away to school. Sometimes they go to college. They're going to live on campus. And it's not because they can't stay at home. They really want to have their own personal space. They really want to have their own their own opportunity to find themselves. So they say, hey, I'm going to go live on campus. And in reality, they're really trying to get away from the family. Some people do that by going to the military. You know, they want to get away from the family, so they find their way into the military. Some people migrate to another country. They relocate to another city or another state just to be able to get away from the family. Now, we have some people who get married at a young age. It's not because they're in love. It's not because they really want to be with this person. In other words, they just want to get away from their family. Some people take jobs. They take jobs in a very uh, in a very distant place where they don't have to see their family. Now, these are the people that want to get away. These are the people that have problems they just cannot resolve. And that's the reason why they want a family separation. They want a family divorce. Now, again, this can be a temporary thing or it could be a permanent thing. Now, fortunately, a lot of these families do 
reconciliate. They do come back together. They do work through their differences, especially for the people who just wanted to temporarily get away because they wanted to find their way. They wanted to learn about themselves. They wanted to self-reflect. Now, these people achieved that goal. They found their way. Maybe they were gone for five years. Maybe they were gone for 10, but they do find their way back into the family. Now, this is not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing because sometimes people do need to get away from family members in order for them to grow, in order for them to learn, in order for them to be independent, in order for them to understand the way life works, in order for them to take responsibility for themselves and, and, and also for other people that come into their lives. Maybe they have boyfriends, girlfriends, they have children, and by staying within the family, they're not able to grow in that way. So we understand that. Now let's go on the opposite direction. We do have some people, no matter what's going on within the family, no matter what's happening, no matter how difficult the family may be, no matter how dysfunctional the family may be, no matter how crazy, these people will not go anywhere. They will not separate. Now due to their cultural belief, to their spiritual belief, their religious belief, or their personal belief, they believe that blood is thicker than water. They feel a sense of obligation to keep the family unit together no matter what. They're not going anywhere. Now, is this right or wrong? It's neither right or wrong. It just is because this is their belief. Now, they're willing to address previous problems due to internal or external factors, right? They're willing to work together. They're willing to sacrifice their personal gain or happiness for the benefit of the collective family. Some people, that's just the way it is. They're not going anywhere. No matter what is happening, they're not going anywhere. Now, they believe separation is not an option and keeping the family intact is their top priority by working through personal differences to maintain family stability and a family legacy. Now, we, we have this and this is happening all the time. Now, either way, it's not bad if you decide you want to leave because you can't take it because you need space. You need to grow. You need to find your way. You need healing from family trauma or other things that's going on in your life. Or you decide that I'm going to stay right here. I'm not going nowhere, no matter what happens. Now that what happens sometimes may involve some past abusive behaviors from the parents, siblings, or other relatives. Now, some people, you know, they've been through a lot. They've been through incest. They've been through physical abuse. They've been through neglect, abandonment, and they still want to hold on to that family and they're trying to make it work. They're trying to fix it. Now, is that good? Is that bad? Again, it depends on the person and why they're doing it. Now, obviously, whenever we have abuse involved or dysfunctional behavior, we're going to see trauma. So a lot of these people are traumatized because of all the things that are happening in their families. And this is why when they become an adult, they choose to separate, right? So let's go ahead on and talk about some of the reasons. We're going to continue with some of the reasons why people choose to become estranged from their families. Now, we're going to be focusing primarily on adults separating from their adult 
children, adult children separating from their adult parents. This is what we're going to be focused on. Even though family estrangement can be between sisters and brothers, siblings, it could be between grandparents and, and their grandchildren. It could be between cousins, you know, aunties and uncles. Family estrangement could be between any member in the family. But we're going to focus primarily on adult relationships, adults, children separating from their adult parents, right? Adult children from parents. That's what we're going to be focusing on. Now, the most common type of estrangement is between adult children and their parents. Now, usually the adult children initiate the separation from the parents or other relatives. Usually parents don't normally separate from their children. It's the opposite. It's the children who decide to separate from the parents, right? Now, falling out among family members may occur from one of these situations, usually we're going to talk about it. There's a lot of reasons why some adult children say, hey, I, don't, I, I want to go. Now, we call this falling out, where they just decide that they're not going to be together anymore. Obviously, again, the adult child is taking the initiative to separate from his or her parent, right? Now, maybe they want to discontinue any type of childhood trauma, neglect, or abuse that was occurring during their childhood. They say, listen, as long as I stay with my mom, as long as I stay with my dad, they're going to continue to abuse me the same way they did when I was a child, right? Now, ongoing toxic and dysfunctional behavior, they're going to say, listen, the same toxic behavior that happened when I was a kid, when I was a teenager, when I was a young adult, I'm 30 years old right now. I don't want to go through this anymore. I'm 40. I'm 50. I no longer want to have any type of contact or relationship with my parents because I don't want to go through this. Now, it could be the loss, they call that the last straw, the final event of a series of problems, right? Maybe again, so many things been going on the past 20 years, 30 years, 40 years, and that adult child decides this is enough. I'm not doing this anymore. And they decide to initiate the separation. It could be a sudden new circumstance due to recent changes in the lifestyle. Now, that adult child or the parent, okay, they can be experiencing at the time of separation a new addiction problem, whether it be addiction to drugs or alcohol. Now, definitely some people will separate because of this. They could be experiencing a mental health crisis. They can be involved in a toxic or abusive relationship. And because of that, they can no longer continue to be in this relative's life. So they decide, you know what? I got to go. I can't take the drug addiction, the alcohol. I can't take the mental health problems. I can't take what's going on with my mom. I can't take what's going on with my dad. I need to go. I need to get away, right? Now, sometimes, you know, they initiate the separation because they're growing apart due to personal differences and incompatibility. They're no longer compatible. The differences are too great for them to reconciliate. It's like they can't see eye to eye anymore. There's no common ground. Because there's no common ground, they decide that, hey, I got to go. I can't, I can't keep compromising. I can't keep pretending to believe something that I don't. I can't keep doing things to please my parents or I can't keep doing things to please my children. So I'm going to have to let them go. 
right? Now, some people, you know, making a decision to move on for personal reasons, all right? They, they, their needs and their wants are not being met, okay? Their parents or their adult children cannot meet their needs or their wants. They have family pressure, and because of the family pressure, you know, talking to their parents, talking to their adult children, or interacting with them can put so much pressure on them that they just can't function to be able to live up to their responsibilities when it comes to career, marriage, children, right? So that parent or that child can be adding additional family pressure to them. That family pressure will will interfere with other areas of their lives. Now, unrealistic expectation, okay? They make a decision to cut their family members out of their lives because, you know, their family members have unrealistic expectations of them. They can't meet those unrealistic expectations. Maybe they're, you know, their mother wanted to be a doctor and they don't want to be a doctor. It's too much work. It's too much time. They can't do it. Maybe they want them to be married by 30 and they can't do it. Maybe they wanted them to go into the military and they don't want to do that. Maybe they wanted them to live in a certain area and they don't want that, all right? So because family members have unrealistic expectations, some people say, I got to go. I can't be around. I can't be around my mother or my father or my, you know, my, uh, my adult children because they, they're just putting too much pressure on me to do things that are unrealistic. Now, taking side with another family member due to divorce, conflict, or feud, sometimes people tend to separate, not because they have a personal problem with their family member, it's that because they're pressured to take side. It's like, you got to be on this side or that side. Either you're with him or you're with her. And because of that, some people feel that pressure to do so, so they end up choosing sides. But it's not because they really have something personal against that other family member. Right now, due, uh, due to a divorce, a child can can be given the ultimatum: either you talk to me or you talk to your dad. If you talk to your dad, you can't talk to me. Either you talk to your mom or you talk to me. Unfortunately, they do find themselves in that situation. Now, another reason why some children tend to say, "Hey, I don't want to deal with my parents anymore," because there's a history of parental favoritism or the perception of it. Right? Maybe they think that their parents favor another sibling or another family relative and they give them all the goodies and they're, you know, they're helping them financially, they're providing all the emotional support and they find that to be unfair and they can't tolerate it anymore. So they decide that they're going to separate. They're no longer going to be in a relationship because they're tired of dealing with this parental favoritism. Right. Another reason why sometimes they get up and leave is because their parents could be controlling, could be manipulative or both controlling and manipulative, deceptive. They get to a point where they can no longer take it. They can no longer take it. They're like, listen, you know, you're controlling everything I do. You're undermining the things that I'm doing. You're sabotaging my life. So because of that, they choose to completely cut their parents out. Now, it could be the reverse. We have children who are adult children, specifically, because we're dealing with adults, who are manipulating, deceiving, and conniving towards their parents. 
and their parents get tired of it and they end up cutting them off, right? Now, to continue, sense of entitlement. We have adult children or a parent, they may have a sense that the other party owes them something without them having to earn it, right? This happens all the time. Family members have a sense of entitlement. You owe me. You owe me what? Unconditional support. You owe me financial assistance. You owe me blind loyalty. You owe me this. You owe me that. And because of that, you know, some people get to a point they can no longer deal with that. So they decide to separate. Cut them off. Don't want nothing to do with them anymore because of this sense of entitlement. And some people, you know, they don't have no type of respect for their family members, especially parents with adult children. They feel like they can do whatever they want. The adult child goes into the parent house, take their food, take their personal belonging, use their money, borrow things and don't return it. That's that sense of entitlement. And then we have the opposite. We have the parents who do the same thing to the adult children. They go in their home unannounced, okay? They stay longer than they're supposed to. They do all kind of things to interfere with their chosen life. Why? Because they're the parent and they think that they can do whatever they want, whenever they want, and they can talk to their adult children anyway. All right? And if that child says anything, all of a sudden they classify that child as being spoiled ungrateful, demanding, overbearing, unloving, or uncaring. This is what's going on. We have this sense of entitlement. This is something that we really need to understand because if not, you know, we let it go unchecked and it could definitely create a lot of problems in the adult relationships between adult child and parent. Now, another reason why a lot of people don't want to be part of the family anymore is family rivalry and competition. There's a lot of jealousy going on within the family, all right? They're fighting together, brothers fighting against brothers, sister against sister, cousins. There's a whole lot of stuff going on, and that tends to affect the adult, the adult child and the parent relationship. And sometimes they will initiate one or the other will say, hey, I can't do this anymore. I'm tired of you being the instigator, always starting some type of conflict or problems or, you know, you know, starting some type of jealousy between the family. So I don't want to be around you anymore. Sometimes they completely cut them off. All right. Now, another reason is dysfunctional and toxic parenting. That's the reason why a lot of adult children don't want nothing to do with their parents because they're rigid, they're domineering, they're closed-minded, they're narcissistic. They may have some other mental health issues that are not treated. Now, because of that, adult children say, no, I don't have to take this from you. I don't have to deal with you anymore. I've been dealing with you for 20 years, 30 years, 40 years, 50 years, 60 years. I'm no longer dealing with it. I have to go. Now, disrespectful behavior. Now, this sometimes comes from the sense of entitlement. Okay, some adult children, because of their sense of entitlement, they have disrespectful behavior towards their parents. 
They talk to them any kind of way. They treat them any kind of way. They no longer honor them. They no longer have compassion or empathy for them. They no longer see their worth or their value because maybe at their old age or in their elderly state, they're not able to give as much as they used to. Maybe now the elderly parents are dependent on the children. And the children see them as less than or not good enough and they don't respect them. They don't know their worth or they don't treat them according to how they are worth. You know, they're not treating them according to the value that they have. Right? And all parents should be given respect. Respect is honoring and valuing that person for who and what they are and what they've done to contribute to your life. And some people feel like because their parents were abusive when they were younger, their parents were neglectful or their parents abandoned them, they feel like when they're an adult, they feel like they have the right not to respect them because of what they've done. Now, a person can feel that way, but two wrongs don't make it right. Just because your parents treat you bad and belittled you and did you dirty when you were younger doesn't mean not that now that they're elders that you have to do the same thing. Two wrongs don't make it right, so it's still not right. It wasn't right when they did it, it's not right when you're doing it. The best thing is to separate. You feel like like you're gonna disrespect your parents, you feel like you're gonna degrade them and abuse them and treat them bad, run, run. Even though you may feel that they deserve to be treated that way, run because it's not right. Two wrongs don't make it right. Now, sometimes some um, children, adult children, don't want nothing to do with their parents because the parent, they basically have internal negative characteristics. Internal negative characteristics. They may be angry a lot. They may get aggressive. They may be hateful, hostile, confrontational, jealous, self-centered, narcissistic. Yeah, so sometimes, you know, children don't want to be around their parents because of these internal negative characteristics. Now, we can have it the opposite way as well. Sometimes parents don't want to be around their adult children because they have all these issues and they have changed to the point where they don't even know them anymore. The values that they taught them growing up, they discarded those values. Now they Now they created a new value system for themselves that may involve things that may not necessarily be okay with their parents. Now, sometimes people end up separating, becoming estranged from their families because of third party interference. Okay. Third party interference. We have this all the time. All right, third party interference to separate from family. Now, some people don't want to separate from their families. They love their families. They want to be there no matter what. They want to work it out because they do have these core values that family is very important. But because they're with a controlling spouse or lover, because they have an abusive partner or they have a conniving, jealous friend who don't want them, to have a relationship with their family, they end up being socially pressured to cut themselves off from their family. So this is something that we see all the time, unfortunately. And we're going to talk about what happens when families separate in terms of the negative impact. But we do have a lot of third-party interference. A lot of people don't want to do it, but they are at that place in their lives. They feel like 
they have to let their family go, especially their parents or their children, because the other people in their lives, you know, won't accept them. Now, personal trauma, you know, people have personal trauma. You know, they're going to a lot of distress, a lot of pain, discomfort, instability, insecurity, and tension. Whenever their family member come around, you know, they get triggered. They have personal trauma. It's intolerable pain, emotional pain. You know, sometimes they physically become sick. They have headaches, stomach aches, back aches. They can't take the pain anymore. So this is why they're choosing to separate from their families. Too much pain. Now, again, they have all type of mental, emotional health problem caused by their dysfunctional relationship within their families. It's too much going on. So in order for them to grow, in order for them to learn, in order for them to become a better version of themselves, they're going to have to separate from their parents or from their adult children. Now, some people just want to improve the quality of their lives. You know, whether it be the parents, they keep spending all this money on their adult children. They're like, wait a minute, I could spend this money on myself. They have dependent adult children. These dependent upon the, the dependent adult children want their parents to take care of them. Their parents have to pay everything, pay their bills, their student loans, pay for their car. I mean, basically take care of them like a child. And they no longer want to do that. And if they choose to stand up and say, hey, stop taking advantage of me, stop using me, then their adult children sometimes cut them off. Cut them off, right? Because they're wasting their resources. And this is called financial abuse. We do have a lot of adult children who are financially abusing their parents, Their parents are 70 years old, 80 years old, 90 years old, and they still are taking their money without permission or they're manipulating or conniving them and stealing their money, right? Now, there's a lot of stress from the demands that's placed on these parents. Gimme, 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 gimme. There's constant worry and stress. Because of that, these parents decide that they're going to cut their children off. They're going to go ahead on and separate from them and just live their own lives. Now, we have the opposite that's happening as well. We have the adult children who are taking the parents in because the parents don't have anywhere to go. Now, they're providing everything for their adult parents. They're providing food, shelter, clothing. They're giving them everything. And the parents are placing a lot of demands on them. And because of the demand, these adult children are very stressed out. They're worried, you know, and they just don't know how to tell their parents, listen, I can't keep doing this. So sometimes they end up putting these parents in nursing homes. A lot of people just like, oh, they can't even imagine putting their adult parents in a nursing home. But for some people, adult children, that's all they can do because they're no longer in the position for them to take care of their parents every need. Now, sometimes these children may be labeled unsupportive, uncaring, and they may be criticized by other family members. But no one can't really judge them until they walk in their shoe. 
All right, they can't judge them until they walk in their shoe because taking care of an elderly parent can be very stressful, especially if you have no help. Now, what end up happening if we have three or four siblings, one of these siblings will end up taking all the responsibility while the other ones do nothing at all. And that creates a lot of conflict in the family as well, right? So we basically covered a lot of reasons why some of these family members decide to no longer be in a relationship with each other, right? We're going to continue. Estrangement is caused by some of the following reasons. We're going to continue because we do have more reasons. Now, we can't cover everything, but we're going to cover as much as we can. Now, adult child becomes completely independent of parent. Doesn't rely on parent for survival, necessity, or support. That's definitely one of the main reasons why when officially children become adults, sometime at age 18, depends on the country you live in, most countries, some children at 21, 25, they become an adult. They basically pay their own bills, take care of their needs. They really don't need any emotional support from their parents. They decide, listen, it's time for me to go. And especially if they want to live a whole different lifestyle. And we'll talk about that in a minute. Now, adult child has no loyalty or commitment to parent. Sees nothing of value that connects them to the parent. Unfortunately, we do have a lot of adult children who see no reason for them to be loyal or committed to their parents. Once they get 18, 21, 25, 30, 35, they don't see the purpose of having their parents around. Sometimes people call them ungrateful, spoiled, selfish, maybe, all right? But some of them figure, hey, they got to go. They got to live their own lives. Now, that leads us to the next point. We have a very individualistic culture, okay? We live in Western culture that basically promotes individualism. Adult child wants to be a different individual from how they were raised. They want to do their own thing without any interference from their parents or relatives, Maybe they, they leave the country and go to the city. You know, they, got, they graduate from college, right? They get into a new relationship and they're like, listen, I want to live my own life and I want to do my own thing. So they want to pursue their own individualistic goals that doesn't involve the family. And they don't see the importance of the family unit and they don't see what they're getting out of the family. They don't see the support they're getting from the family. They figure that they can do better on their own. Now, adult child is primarily focused on their own personal satisfaction. They want to pursue their own happiness, their own personal growth, as we mentioned earlier. They don't want to allocate any of their time and energy towards family relationships. They don't want to do it. Now, is this right or wrong? It's not right or wrong. It all depends. It all depends. Now, again... Is that child, adult child, coming from a dysfunctional, abusive family, and now it's time for them to go and get healing and for them to be able to become better, then it's absolutely necessary for them to do that. Now, if they have a loving and supportive family, why would they want to separate from them? Usually, people want to separate and live their own life and be happy because they weren't happy within their families. They weren't finding peace and joy. They weren't finding stability, security. And that's the reason why they want to leave in the first place. Now, adult child rejects family traditions, family customs, family culture, 
family duty, family roles, family obligation, family responsibility, or family commitment. They don't want to follow parents' footsteps and they want to create their own legacy. Again, that's one of the reasons why people just leave their family behind. A lot of, unfortunately, a lot of people from other countries, you know, they come to the United States or other Western countries and they don't look back. You know, they cannot bring their family here, so they end up starting a brand new life. Okay, they don't want to follow custom and tradition. They figure, hey, they don't like it, they don't want it. They want to assimilate into a new culture, assimilate into a a new way of life, and they just forget about the old and adapt the new. Now, adult child have already adopted new values, standards, or morals that may not be accepted by their parents, or it may be in conflict with their parents' belief. They no longer want to to be in contact or associated with their parents because they understand that they're not going to be happy with their choices. Now, they may seek freedom to make their own personal choices. Freedom is being away from their parents because they want to be able to make their own choices, make their decisions without judgment from their parents. They want ownership of their lives. They want to be free, free from family limitations, restrictions, and expectation. It's definitely one of the reasons. Now, choosing an alternative lifestyle that parent will definitely disagree with or they don't believe is in their best interest. This is something that we're seeing right now. Sexual preference and sexual orientation. A lot of children, when they grow up and they choose an alternative lifestyle, which could be a different sexual orientation or a sexual preference, their parents are not going to agree with it. So they end up cutting their family out so they can go live their lives. They may want a new career, whether they're going to be in the military, they're going to do a less prestigious job than their parents want them to do. They don't want to be around. Or maybe they adopt a new religious belief or a spiritual conversion. Maybe they adopted a new political ideology. They switch parties from their family. Maybe their family is Republican and they want to be a Democrat or independent. They're going to have problems. Maybe they have a new romantic relationship. Maybe it's interracial or interfaith or intercultural, and their family is not going to support that. Choosing to be child-free. If they don't want to have children, their family could have a problem with that, especially if they're the only child. Getting a divorce or choosing to separate from their partner. Their parents could definitely have a problem with that. Choosing to, to do cosmetic surgery, selective surgery for them to improve their looks. And they know their parents are not going to be happy about that. Maybe medical decisions, whether they're pro-abortion or they're against abortion. Maybe they're pro-vaccination or against vaccination. Maybe they want alternative treatment and they know that their parents are not going to be cool with that. Social activism. You know, maybe they want to promote certain agendas, whether, you know, feminism, sexism, you know, racism. Maybe they want reparation or they want integration and they know their families are basically against those things. Being antisocial, maybe they have a history of criminal behaviors, they've been incarcerated, they've been in and out of juvenile detention centers when they were young and they're continuing their lifestyle. They know their parents are not going to be good with that. If their parents are not cool with that, then they got to separate from their parents because their parents are not going to tolerate behavior. It's not going to be socially acceptable for them to be around them. That's something that we really got to think about. All right. Now, uh, it's very important that we understand some of these reasons 
why a lot of adult children want to disconnect from their parents. And some of the reasons why parents want to disconnect from their adult children. Now, this is something that happens all the time. All right, happens all the time. Now, let's talk about the negative impact of family estrangement. Everything that happens, you know, there's consequences. Obviously, there's consequences for every choice that we make. When we are separated from our families, we can definitely suffer from some emotional or mental issues. We spend so much time with our families and, you know, we create strong bonds with them. These family relationships are usually longer and stronger than any other type of relationships. Now, even though it may be necessary to initiate a separation, it will still create some problems. Let's talk about some of the problems that people experience when they decide to separate from their families. Now, a sense of personal loss, missing something that has been part of your life for a long time. You know, you had a connection, you know, you had emotional support, you had an attachment. You know, you had a role that you played in the family. You had responsibilities, obligations, and expectations. And all of a sudden, you know, all that stuff is gone. So this is what we call a sense of personal loss. And once you have a sense of personal loss, then you're going to have what we call estrangement grief. Yeah. All right. The grieving process will take in whenever there's a loss, whether it's a temporary loss, a permanent loss whether it's a physical loss, an emotional loss, a mental loss, a financial loss, you will go through some type of grief, grief. So they call it estrangement grief. Now it's a process of processing the loss of a loved one through separation, grieving for the past, grieving for the present and grieving for the future. Some people see this as worse than a death. These people are considered the living dead. They're dead to you, but they're still alive and they're going on with their life, but you cannot have a relationship with them. It's a prolonged grief that never seems to end. Or just when you think it's over, it restarts all over again. When you see that person or when you hear their voice or when other family members are telling you about them, this is a grief that never seems to end. It never ends. It just goes on and on. Now, when someone dies, physically they're gone, you grieve for a certain period of time, and then it's over. But when you are separated from a loved one, it never ends. It never ends, right? Now, the loss of identity. Identify as a family member, family roles. That identity is removed or no longer an option. You're no longer considered to be a father, a mother, a son, a daughter, a cousin. You lose that identity because we all do have identities that come with the roles that we play. And when you separate from your family, you're no longer identified as a brother. This is my brother. This is my sister. This is my mom. Okay, so you lose that identity, right? No sense of belonging. Don't feel part of a collective group or family community. No family ties and lineage. You know, you feel like an outsider, especially when you see other people celebrating with their families, other people laughing and, you know, other people getting support. You feel lost. You feel left out. There's no sense of belonging. Depression or sadness. Experience seasonal and holiday blues. Feel sad on special occasions that would involve your family. Graduations, birthdays, celebrations, weddings. All these things trigger the memory of your family. 
Even though maybe your family, they were abusive, they were toxic, they were no good, still, those people were your family. Now, does that mean that you have to go back to the toxic behavior because you're depressed? No. This is just for you to understand that this is just one of the effects that happen when you separate from your family. Feeling unlovable, right? People rationalize if their family don't love them or care about them, then they feel like they're not capable of being loved. They think that why would anybody love me or would anybody want me if my own family don't want me, right? So they feel unlovable. Abandonment issues. Some people who separate from their families or their families separate from them, they didn't want to be separated, but they're the ones who got cut off, okay? They feel afraid that others will leave them or abandon them like their family did. They're in constant fear and worry that other people will leave, Damaged self-esteem and low sense of self-worth. Feeling something is wrong with them or they're not good enough, especially if they're constantly being criticized. Damaged self-esteem. A lot of times people blame people. Your family don't want you. Your family separated from you. What did you do to your family? So after a while, that damages their self-esteem. That make them feel bad. Even if they're the one that initiated the separation, sometimes they still get a damaged self-esteem from the previous trauma or dysfunction or, you know, all the problems that were in the relationship. Now, afraid of emotional intimacy. They're afraid of getting close to others, afraid of being vulnerable, and they're scared to share their feelings. Because if, if you don't have family around or you weren't able to do that with your family when they were around... You know, maybe you never learned how to be emotionally intimate with other people. Or you were emotionally intimate with your family and they betrayed you. They dismissed you. They ignored you. They emotionally abused you. Now you're afraid. All right? That's one of the things that happen when you have family problems, dysfunction, or abuse. Mistrust. Can't trust others due to previous betrayals by family members. Afraid you will be used, abused, exploited, or taken for granted. Mistrust. So a lot of people who go through family separations, they have mistrust. Lonely, loneliness and isolation. Feeling excluded or all alone without any type of social support. Right? Difficulty adjusting to life without family, especially if you are relying on them for support, love, and assistance. Right? Some people, once they get separated from their families or they their family push them away or separate from them, they get completely lost. They don't know how to reconnect with other people to build bonds and to build new relationships. They have a difficulty adjusting. Now, feeling traumatized, experiencing high-level anxiety, stress, and distress due to bad relationships may have panic attacks or flashbacks when triggered. Okay? Shame and guilt, feeling responsible for the separation and take all the responsibility for the problems due to self-blaming. Okay? Stigmatize. Sometimes you will be stigmatized by other family members or other people. They're going to label you as problematic, as evil, as bad or wrong for separating or for being separated from. Resentment and anger. Sometimes rage, feeling upset or angry for going through the pain, the suffering, and discomfort may feel you are victimized, subjected to an injust or injustice or unfairness. You feel like the whole situation was 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 uh, unjust, 
right? Negative chronic thoughts. Sometimes you're replaying the same negative thoughts over and over about the problems that led to the estrangement. Regret over what happened, okay? You talk about it to other people or you're thinking about it. You know, you're going over the mistakes, the failures, the faults, the flaws, the weakness, and all the issues that led to the separation. You regret, you regret what happened. No sense of safety and security. You worry or afraid that someone may physically harm you or something bad will happen to you because of the separation. Unable to make any sense of the family feud, the toxic and dysfunctional behavior. You may be confused about what really happened. Painful rejection. Okay? Painful rejection. You may feel painful rejection because your family no longer want you or you're no longer in their lives. Okay? You may feel indifferent or insensitive because of what's going on or you may feel insensitivity or indifference coming from other family members, friends, or associates because you decided to go ahead on and move on. Loss of inheritance. Sometimes you, know, you get cut off. Financial support, property, or other resources. They, they're not going to give you anything because once you separated from the family, you're no longer entitled to the benefit of the inheritance. Some people will cut you off their will. All right? Some people feel nostalgic, all right? They remember the good times, the wonderful moments that they had with their family member. Now, this is something that could be very painful. They remember the good times, all right? Now, let's talk about deal with family estrangement. This is something that we have to talk about. We talk about the problem. Let's talk about the solution. Now, it's important to understand the nature of the estrangement and why it happened. If a parent or adult child decides to end their family relationship for no apparent or valid reason, then it becomes necessary to initiate a dialogue to find out why this, this separation occur. It's very important. Find out. You got to talk. You have to talk. Don't assume that your adult child is not talking to you for a particular reason unless they tell you whether they write it, they text it, they leave a voicemail. Don't assume. You have to initiate some type of dialogue if you want to resume the relationship. Now, if a meeting in person or through phone, video chat can be arranged, it would be ideal. If a mediator is needed to facilitate this discussion, find someone who is objective and mindful. Both parties should be allowed to express their views and perspective in a respectful manner. The goal of this meeting is to gain clarity, understanding, and perspective on what's going on in the estranged relationship. Now, after hearing both sides of the stories, find out if there's room for more clarity if both parties completely understand each other's side of concern. Now, can there be other concerns? Okay, because sometimes you may think that one thing may be the problem, but in reality, the problem is something else. So you may have to really ask the question. You're not just bring clarity on what the person is telling you is the problem, but make sure that you ask if there's any other concern or side issue, right? Now, once you discuss the problems and the concerns or the issues, now, the key is trying to find out if there's some type of reconsideration for reconciliation. 
Again, reconsideration for reconciliation. Now, if it's not wanted or desired by one or both parties to reconciliate, then they can mutually agree to separate and maintain their distance, right? Because sometimes you cannot change someone's mind. If they choose to separate from you, if they choose to no longer be involved with you within a family relationship, no matter how much talking you're doing, no matter how much me, how much discussions you have, no matter how much clarity you gain, sometimes, you know, it's just going to be what it is. You can no longer be in a relationship. It could be temporary or it could be permanent. But if both parties or one party decide that they don't want this, you have to respect that and move on. You have to respect it and move on. Okay. Now, if, if there's the need or objective to reconciliate, then there must be a plan to address the disgusted problems and find a mutual resolution for both parties. Now, if someone say, yes, I want to get back with my mom. I want to get back with my dad. I want to be able to talk to my, my, my adult children. I want to be able to, you know, sit at the table and we could come to some type of understanding. Then there's room for reconciliation. There's room for reconciliation. Then you have to develop a plan of action. Okay, you can't say, yeah, we want to reconciliate. Yeah, we want to get back together, but there's no plan to address the problem. That's not going to help because everybody's going to get right back into that same old habit, right back into the same old patterns. Okay, now respect each other's point of view. From this point on, once you agree to reconciliate, you have to respect each other's point of view. Take personal responsibility for behavior. Whatever it is that you did to contribute to this problem, you have to take personal responsibility. Acknowledge the hurt, the pain, or the suffering of both parties. Right? Don't just acknowledge your own pain and your own suffering, but you have to acknowledge the other party's suffering and pain as well. Okay? Now apologize for mistakes, deliberate or unintentional acts that cause the problem in the first place. Some people are acting out of ego. They're so caught up in their ego that they don't want to admit that they were wrong. They don't want to take responsibility and they don't want to apologize. Okay? Now, don't make excuses for wrongful behavior. If you want to reconciliate, you have to make it right because if you don't make it right, that person will cut you off again. They will cut you off. Now, develop a plan to correct the problem, whatever that problem may be. Make amends if possible and move on to become better. Eliminate the need to be right. Okay, get rid of that need to be right or you got to prove a point or you have to correct a past situation. No, once you agree to reconciliate, you agree to solve the problem. It's not a matter who's right, who's wrong because both of y'all want to have a relationship. If you want to have a relationship, you got to be able to let bygones be bygones and move forward once you resolve them. Don't fall back into the old negative patterns or habits to repeat the same cycle that created the problem in the first place. Get counseling from a therapist or a family counselor or a family life coach. Join a support group or get emotional support from other family members. Sometimes the church or the mosque or the synagogue, they offer family counseling for free. 
Now assess the family's strength, abilities, and resources. Point out how the family was able to overcome and survive past problems. Focus on the good things and fix what's broken to get back to the place of being healthy. All right, this is something that we definitely need to focus on, being healthy, both parties, all parties. Now, today we primarily focus on adult children with their parents, but estrangement, family estrangement can happen with any family member. So hopefully you all were able to learn something out of this because a lot of families are separating. A lot of families are divorcing each other. They are just completely cutting each other off and they're not giving each other a chance to be able to make up for past wrongs and to move forward. And as we discussed, there's a lot of negative things that happen because the family is not together, because the family is separated, they're broken up. We have a lot of broken and dysfunctional families going on. And because of that, we do have a lot of personal issues. Everyone in the family will be impacted in a negative way, whether that person was directly involved or indirectly involved. A lot of children are going to be born in the future totally disconnected from their families. They won't know their grandparents. They won't know their cousins. They won't know, you know, their aunties or their uncles because the whole family is fragmented. The whole family is broken up. They're they're broken to a million pieces and they can't seem to put the pieces back together. But it's important to deal with these issues and move forward if possible. Because we do have a lot of problems happening to our youth because the family is broken. We have a lot of families that are are very unstable. Because they're they're, uh, unstable, you know, a lot of the youth are having a lot of problems. We see a lot of youth depression, youth suicide, youth juvenile delinquency, youth drug and alcohol usage. A lot of youths are having emotional and mental health problems. So we got to think of the next generation. So whatever happened in the past, if we can find a way to heal from it, we could find a way to work through it. We could find a way to reconciliate. That would be the best or the ideal situation. But if that's something that cannot happen, we cannot be in denial and we can't pretend that a family is healthy if it's not. So we're going to have to move forward. But even when you do separate, even though when you do move on, you still have to get healing for yourself. You still have to get peace for yourself. You still have to become whole because there's a part of you that's fragmented because you're not with your family. Now it's okay to move on if you have to. It's okay if you if you have to move on. Don't feel bad or allow others to stigmatize you, judge you because you had to break free from your family. Only you know your pain and your suffering. So the most important thing is to find yourself in a healthy place no matter what your family situation may be, and move forward and create other bonds with other people and create a sense of family and create with with other people within the community and establish a sense of community so you can have the emotional and mental and spiritual social support that you need. Because whatever it is that the family was giving you, you're no longer in the position to receive that because you moved on or they moved away from you. Now it's time for you to be able to 
create your own family, even though it may not be a biological family, but you can create a sense of family with friends. And if you can stay in touch with other relatives, do so. Or you could create a sense of family with neighbors. Again, the most important thing is to maintain a positive state and to be healthy and create balance in your life, whether you're with your family or you're away from them. Thank you.